Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023, and today is our 243rd devotional. And today we're looking at Elizabeth, who was a woman who focused on her Lord, it seems like to me. And she's the wife of uh, Zacharias, we talked about him yesterday, um, the mother of John the Baptist. I do have to make a disclaimer, uh, a correction on yesterday. Uh, I said that um, I didn't know if uh, the angel announced himself as being Gabriel or not, and uh, it is clear in Luke chapter 1, verse, I think it's 19, uh, he makes that clear that he's Gabriel. So, um, which is interesting because uh, the only other time we, uh, the only other two people that we find Gabriel specifically talking to in the Bible were Daniel and Mary. So um, he might have talked to uh, Joseph, but we don't know that. It, it seems to me that that's the one that uh, when he appears, he doesn't address uh, who he is that's speaking there. So anyways, that being said, uh, I just wanted to get into uh, today's devotional with uh, Elizabeth. I find it so interesting how God uses women so much of the time uh, to accomplish his His goal, his mission uh, in the world, and um, just the way that he uses them and the way that they uh, accomplish his, his will in, in their life is, is something that's neat to see. But uh, keeping this theme of uh, when Christ was brought forth in the right time, uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says this, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. That's verses 4 and 5. So that uh, this whole plan was worked out in God's mind, uh, in God's design, you might say, uh, before the foundation of the world, just so that we could be adopted into his family, so that we could be made part of his family instead of the family of Satan. And so uh, looking at this, thinking about what how God used her, uh, we find uh, a little bit of her story in Luke chapter 1, verse 41 through 43. It says this, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is it to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Uh, I find this interesting for a few reasons. And one I just remembered as I was reading through this, um, it says that she spake out with a loud voice. I remember as a child, my grandma using this verse to say that it was not wrong for her to be loud and boisterous uh, because Elizabeth was, and she was filled with the Holy Ghost, so my grandma could be. And for those of you that knew my grandma, uh, you'll get a kick out of that. Um, I argued with her a little bit on that, but um, I, I do find this interesting how that uh, just in this little section, uh, we find 
some great truths about Elizabeth. And we also, uh, the next time that we see her mentioned, uh, she's giving the name of John. So as we get into this, one of the things that I, I recognize about her, uh, Elizabeth was a person of hospitality. Now, that's not unusual uh, for women to be hospitable, and it probably was not unusual for uh, Elizabeth to be hospitable. Uh, her and uh, Zacharias were old. They were a couple that didn't have children, and so they were, were probably some of the ones in the village that if you came to the village, you could go to their house and find hospitality because they didn't have kids to take care of. They probably looked forward to having guests come in. And, and so I, I can imagine, now maybe I'm wrong on this, but I can imagine that that's one of the reasons why Mary went to her cousin Elizabeth, also because Gabriel told her that your cousin Elizabeth is going to have a child. So she was probably kind of excited about that as well. But uh, Elizabeth was, it appears to me, she was a person of hospitality. She opened up her home to this young lady who was, uh, you've got to admit, she was probably in a bit of trouble. I mean, if you went to your parents and uh, said, you know, I'm pregnant but it's from the Holy Ghost. If one of my daughters did that to me, um, I would not believe them. Uh, it just, I wouldn't. Uh, this is the only time that you have a virgin that is pregnant. And it just, her parents probably did not believe her. And so she probably needed a place to go where somebody knew what was going on and could be... Um, somewhat uh helpful to her in her situation uh you know i i'm not trying to be mean to her mom or anything there maybe her parents had died for some reason maybe there were other circumstances we're not told all these things but one thing that we do know is that uh elizabeth opened up her home to a girl that was hurting and needed some help uh in a situation where not Almost nobody understood what she was going through. So um, that's something that we can we can take away from her. She was hospitable. Um, it, it's also interesting to me that um, by this point, uh, Elizabeth probably needed somebody to talk to because if you'll remember, uh, Zacharias, his, he could not speak until the, the child was born, until he was named John. And, and so she needed somebody to talk to. And so this was helpful for both of them, I think, uh, that she just opened up her home. And, and that's uh, just something interesting there. Um, one thing that you do realize is that when you are a help to someone else, uh, they're off, oftentimes a help to you as well. So, um, but we also noticed that she was a person of obedience uh, because it, as you read on down through this and find where they're naming John, uh, you see that John, uh, the, the people in the community wanted to name him Zacharias after his father. And she had to be insistent that they name him John uh, as Gabriel had instructed uh, Zacharias to do, she had to be the one to step in and say, no, we're going to name him John, not Zacharias. 
And she was so forceful and so insistent that they had to stop and, and go and ask Zacharias and say, what do you want done here? So she wasn't just a pushover, um, but it seems to me that she wasn't uh, rude about this. It just, she was insistent that his name is going to be John. And, and then the last thing that I want us to notice about her, she was a person uh, of discernment. Um, it, it seems interesting to me that uh, Mary, still having some time to go with her pregnancy, left, uh, you know, with about six months left to her pregnancy. You know, it, it, she still needed some help, uh, but I think Elizabeth recognized that uh, she had come to a point where maybe she could not help, or uh, maybe two ways. Maybe Mary realized that Elizabeth needed uh, to focus on John. Uh, having a newborn uh, as an older person would not have been a simple thing to do, simple thing to take care of. Uh, and then to have a guest on top of that, uh, that might have been tough. And so maybe Mary realized that. But on the other hand, maybe Elizabeth realized that I'm not going to be able to take care of both of them. And I might become a little bit short or a little bit rude uh, with Mary, who is carrying my my savior here. I don't want that to happen. And so whether she uh, asked or implied or uh, whether she just allowed Mary to leave, uh, that seems very wise and discerning. Uh, and, and that's often a hard thing for us to do uh, when, when we're in a situation for her to let her guest leave, even when she still needed some help, probably, uh, and, and let God take care of that. So I see that she was a person of discernment uh, in this whole thing. And, and we're kind of told that she was because the Bible tells us there in verse 42, Luke chapter 1, verse 42, that or verse 41, that the Holy Ghost filled her. She was full of the Holy Ghost, and she spake with a loud voice there. The Holy Ghost was using her, and and she was able to be used. So what are some of the things that we can learn from her? Well, first off, uh, we should look for opportunities to do good to those that need it. Um, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, uh, this is the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and, and Jesus has just said, you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. And then in verse 16, he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We should be looking for opportunities to do good to those that are around us so that God gets the glory for it. Um, we need to uh, just be hospitable or polite or whatever word you want to use there, we should be looking for opportunities to do good to those that are around us. Uh, the next thing that I noticed, we should also be obedient to what we know God wants us to do. Um, oftentimes, we don't do what we know God wants us to do because someone else didn't do what they're supposed to do, and we use that for an excuse. And I've seen this happen so many times, uh, but even just the simple thing of repenting. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17, verse 30, uh, it says this, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, at, winked at 
but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Um, it's talking about allowing uh, that God just didn't destroy everyone with their idolatry. Uh, he winked at it. He closed his eyes to it. Uh, but now he's commanding everyone to repent. And that's not just for lost people. Those of us that are saved, we need to continue to learn to repent and be obedient. When we realize we've done something wrong, the, the first step in being obedient is repentance, realizing we've done something wrong and turning from that and doing what we know is right. Um, and then the last thing that I want us to notice from Elizabeth, uh, we should also learn how to discern uh, what what is more helpful in a situation, uh, letting someone alone and letting the Holy Spirit deal with them or stepping in and being uh, hospitable and helpful to them. Uh, the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. As I was putting this together and, and thinking, does this even fit here? Um, yes, it does, because oftentimes, why do we do what we do? Well, because people are pressuring us. We feel peer pressure to do something uh, because other people are watching. Uh, we want other people to think better of us. Uh, it's a pride thing for us to step up and help and to be recognized as a uh, a person that is hospitable. But to step back and say, no, God still has to work on this person's life. Uh, I know we have been in situations before where I've taken criticism uh, for not helping someone that we knew that God was working in their lives, but they could not, uh, God couldn't work in this person's life until they hit rock bottom. And I didn't want to step in the way of them hitting rock bottom. Um, and, and so uh, we've got to be discerning there and, and just learn to walk in the spirit and let God direct us a, to help a person or not to help a person. Oftentimes we're guilted into doing something and God is not telling us to do that. So we need to be very careful there. I think those are some things that we can learn from Elizabeth, just being a person who focused on the Lord, who focused on her Savior, and it helped her to walk in the Spirit. So uh, thank you so much for joining with us today. And until the next time, auf Wiederhören.